0: Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast for the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I am at Chris. I am Chris at Lightforce. I was about to say I am at Chris Lightforce, which is you know pretty much the same thing. Joined virtually, as always, by Oni at Alnystra and Jordan at Sir Doctor JM. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. How goes the uh, the battle? It's
1: pretty good. I'm, um, I'd first like to uh, acknowledge and, and thank Sh- Sean Miller for obliging with RSP's requests of releasing <laughs> OWL news on a Tuesday instead of you know Wednesday. Well, so that's cool.
0: I mean, I and I have to you know recognize you and Jordan giving up your monthly stipend so that we could slide them the bribe. And- <laughs> so <laughs> that's Adds where it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, they have me chained to this desk. I have a baby I need to feed, <laughs> but uh, no, actually, it's a good point, Omni. The fact that we got some juice on a Tuesday is is great because podcast lore is this is the stuff that goes out on a Wednesday, right? You know, moments before our podcast episode goes live. That's actually where it's been progressively getting worse. It used to be our episode would hit you know the airways back when we published at high noon Pacific, and I understand it's now Wednesdays, sometime between sunrise and sunset but owl news seems to have gotten progressively earlier. So even if we were pushing on an episode at like noon Pacific, the, you know, crazy stuff would happen. And suddenly our episodes out of date, I'm trying to think there was one that was recent where we were talking about, you know, all this speculation, like, Oh no, it might happen. It could happen. It's this, it's that. And then it all the news comes out first thing. And it's like, well, our episodes junk. <laughs>
1: yeah. well, we might've triggered it. So, you know, you give some, you, you lose some
0: fair play, but that does mean with uh, Mr. Sean Miller's uh, quote unquote, you know, announcement via the, you know, video that was put together with what's left of the broadcasting and mm-hmm. uh, the post that was uh, published on uh forwatchleague.com we have content to talk about not only content about the titans and the defiant to some respect but content about the lake this episode could be a longer episode just like our previous episodes but instead not us ad-libbing about the microsoft overlords and what's (laughs) the best art i don't know we talked about rts games to play i saw dune spice wars is coming out Mm, yeah it looks
1: good did it come out
0: really well it's it's in development. I think it's coming out this year. I think it's more of a 4X is it not? Like like a civ game and not like an RTS. It, well it it looks like a civ game, but having seen the gameplay trailer today, mm-hmm. they are still promoting it as an RTS. It's just it's well, maybe it it's has got some, that civ
1: look, but some different, you know, gameplay elements for both from
0: both um worlds, which which could be cool. Yeah, it could be. But no, we're not here to talk about Dune Spice World. We're, 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 we're Spice World. Spice Wars. We're talking about uh, the Spice Thanks for Titans. Spice
2: Girls? That's what I, I was talking about. <laughs> the, the Spice Girls. I could talk about so, Spice
0: Girls for hours. <laughs> uh, tell me what you want. What you really want. You probably want the payload. Uh... Moving the payload. Join me. Okay, so the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant continue to exist. But what we'll talk about more of in the fray is all of the Overwatch League news that we were force-fed today, uh, both on YouTube, on social media, and through OverwatchLeague.com. So let's talk a little bit about when the season starts. It's going to kick off on May 5th. And both the Titans and Defiant have two matches that weekend. Now, if you're looking at a calendar, May 5 is a Thursday. So we are starting to see these Thursday, Friday matches again. Uh, Weekend will obviously be in full play. And why that is important to note is that the Vancouver Titans open their season on Friday, May 6th at 12 noon Pacific 3 PM Eastern against the Boston uprising. And while I understand the need to have these afternoon matches, like we've said this before, It absolutely sucks. Like if you're on the West coast, you're, you're working, you're in school. Like what, what demographic is going to be able to watch that? Now you could say, "Oh, Chris, Chris, there's fans in in Boston that'll enjoy this. I agree. 3 PM Eastern is still early.
2: Yeah. I was going to say three, even three is not ideal for a lot of people. Like three is like, yeah, you're thinking about quitting work four is like yeah you're probably checked out but you still got an hour before you can hit the road all you can do is think of getting in the yeah. car though and then you got to commute home i mean unless
0: you work from home but you know well and i you know i'm i am maybe getting worked up about nothing because i do work from home me too but me there agree. are many who don't mm-hmm. and those that do don't necessarily have the right. ability to throw up an overwatch lake stream on a monitor while they're continuing to do whatever their job is mm-hmm. i do it it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> I do, and believe me, I sure do. But, um, but I think I I have I'm going to lay claim to this. I will be a broken record about every time the Vancouver Titans and a Toronto Defiant play on a Thursday or Friday. I get that there needs to be Thursday, Friday afternoon matches. Maybe that's when we're starting to get into play-ins and playoffs and such like that. But to me, as far as the season is concerned, I don't understand why they can't go back to the way it was in that second season where, if it was a Thursday or Friday match, it was happening at night it doesn't have to be as late like if things actually got underway at let's say like three pacific uh six eastern yeah you know what fine but it's getting underway much earlier and it just sucks
2: it'd be really interesting to see i mean it'd be interesting to me at least to see what the stats are around high viewership games is it purely a um you know time slot thing is it yeah the whatever 7 p.m friday games are the most watched is it more so by team is it more so i don't know by head to head like like which two teams are facing off um i'd be really curious to see that kind of stuff because you know i'd be willing to bet there are some teams that place lower in the standings that still get the high higher viewership purely based on their fan base right um Uh you know teams like i mean new york comes to mind they didn't have a stellar season last year i'm not saying they're bottom of the bottom you know um but there are teams with significant fan bases that uh that i could see winding up in some of these time slots boston is probably one of them i mean we know from uh the weekly uprising podcast boston has a pretty decent fan base right Uh um so it is a little bit surprising, you know, regardless of that, we know Boston isn't the highest performing team, but at the same time they've got that fan base where it says maybe, maybe they should have a better time slot. So maybe there are stats to say that, you know, it doesn't matter as much. I know they they've also talked to about being on YouTube and, and the uh, replay uh, views yeah. are a lot better than on Twitch. So maybe that factors in it, who knows, I'd be really curious well, to see what they're actually measuring. Or planning these by or is it purely just this yeah. is the way the chips fell
0: well no i don't think i think there's science involved like they're looking at the metrics and replayability on youtube is definitely a thing yeah. like how many people went back and watched twitch vods twitch vods are eh.
2: no the the but, fact is i watch twitch vods once a twitch creator
0: has put them on their put youtube them on channel YouTube. <laughs> exactly yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> um i i I get that the metrics might say one thing, and if they do, so be it. It's just really weird in my mind when, you know, the league as a whole, because you look at, you look essentially at the schedule that we see right now. It's not like this is, a, it looks like to be a one-off. It's going to be a consistent mm. thing. Um, and I can't imagine any team, whether it's the Titans, the Finer, whomever, wants to have these early afternoon. Because like, you know, if there's any ability to get eyeballs, you want the weekends, you want mm-hmm. the- now. Speaking of the weekend, uh, the Toronto Defiant kick off their season on Saturday, May 7th, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern against the Washington Justice. Uh, and then on Sunday, the Titans are going to uh play the London Spitfire at 12 p.m. Pacific, three p.m. Eastern. And the Toronto Defiant will then take on Houston a few matches later, 4 30 p.m. Pacific, 7 30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and as we already know, uh, the overwatch league considers itself to be the appointment the entire day is the appointment. So when the Toronto defiant play Houston, it may or may be at the time to schedule. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, let me rephrase that. Maybe they'll have changed it to be much closer to what the scheduled time will be. But my spidey senses tell me uh, otherwise, depending on a number of, Three
1: zeros or, or map 5s we're going to see can mm-hmm. change a lot. Luckily, it's not in the middle of the night like it happened many times before. Yeah, yeah I'm, st- I'm still a little bit bitter about that. So should we start talking about the games themselves or?
0: I don't know, because I mean, if early. we do that now, what are we going to do Too the early. first yeah. week of May?
1: Yeah, but I, I, I can see your points. But even like looking at other games that were scheduled at 12 Pacific, like... This can't be optimal for viewership. Like, there's no way in hell that I'm, I'm like, that it couldn't be like a, a big, bigger viewership if it were, you know, even the gladiators against NYXL. Like, come on. If it had started
0: on a Thursday.
1: Yeah, at 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Not really sure what the logistics are, what the big brains uh, are behind the scheduling were thinking, but. I don't know. It, it, it's weird to me. Really weird. Well,
0: like, that's actually a good example here. If we talk about Thursday, May 5th, so you've got the Gladiators and Excelsior kicking things off 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. You then have the Paris Eternal San Francisco Shock at one thirty p.m. Pacific, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, Atlanta, Rain, Florida Man, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. So by thinking that, okay, you've got an hour and a half for each match, if let's say someone were to suggest, oh, it's, it'll finish way too late in the East. Is 7.30 PM all that much later? Like you have, I would think another hour and a half. I know it doesn't help. Like, oh, well, if they shifted it to a one thirty start instead of a noon, does it change a whole lot? Well, no. no. Like again, on the Pacific, I, mean, but I think yeah, there is room to work with.
1: Who are you catering to? I mean, I mean, even like kids are at school, right? During this time. I'm like, I don't get it.
0: Well. The one, the one team where you could say, okay, I see why they would want to have the earlier start, the Paris Eternal, because mm-hmm. they are, from what we understand, still going to be based in Paris. Their fan base, presuming it's regional Europe mm-hmm. that I get, like, I, I understand that there's some complexity there. Uh, New York, however, is back in the West. That's official, even though mm-hmm. we already knew because New York said they were coming home. Um, like, you know, when I look at this in in the schedule, um, you know, it, it still makes very limited sense to me. Yeah. But Jordan's point if the metrics suggest it's fine, okay, fine.
2: I mean, I'm also looking now at like like the matchups and it, even those are a little bit on the confusing <clears throat> side. Like there's no straightforward rivalries here happening in the first on the Thursday or the Friday with m- the exception of Houston Dallas, right? Houston mm-hmm. Dallas play on the Friday. But like LA New York, that's not a rivalry as far as i'm aware of paris san francisco atlanta florida like maybe i guess come but, on titans versus
1: <laughs> uprising uh, sure
2: well, battle for the on, bottom if you will and based past, on but, what
0: they were telling us last season the boston uprising is their number one rival
2: well sure well, um, there you go the only <laughs> rival <laughs> like yeah i, I guess if, if you want to play it like that it's just like Am I misremembering when I think about last season, and I remember opening weekend being like you had um sure. I don't know you had a battle for Canada in the opening weekend, did you not um yeah, you yeah, had you know definitely. San Francisco playing the gladiators to two californian teams um and and maybe even Houston and Dallas as well, like you had a lot of those head to head kind of well, rivalries
0: so I actually was when when you think about the Battle of Canada, July first is a Friday oh. That be so, cool? yeah, And I understand that the Overwatch League doesn't really consider anything in North America beyond the 49th parallel, <laughs> but the point is that we know uh, that Toronto Defiant uh, are active in trying to influence and converse with the League. Mm-hmm. I would imagine the Defiant would love yeah. for there to be a Battle of Canada on Canada Day Long Weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, in person. The Vancouver Titans, I would think, would be okay with that too, but again… <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting because in the conversations we had, like KDG says, oh, Vancouver is definitely a rival of ours. Like, even though he doesn't necessarily get the regional rivalry between Canada, you know, in Canada, Vancouver, Toronto, he understood Vancouver is a big rival. Uh, we have the same conversation with Titans. They're like Boston. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like Toronto's just at no, either, yeah, sure. Maybe. Cause they're like any other team there. If you're going to have these regional teams, you have to re- embrace like mm-hmm. Dallas and Houston. They get it. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly and and that's kind LA of la like,
0: san fran got it until la went vacant
1: maybe and, and that's just me being you know the the, the 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 opium is is on high doses here maybe they're just like hoping for the regional or like the homestand format to kick in a bit later maybe that's why they're reserving maybe the uh, the, the marquee matches outside of of houston and dallas of course i'm
2: not sure that's actually well, a really good point because Houston tweeted approximately 10 hours a game, 10 hours ago. Sorry. New season, new game, same world rivalry. The battle for Texas will continue in person on May 6th. So they mm-hmm. are, as far as I know, the one team to confirm that. Okay. I know Toronto oh. tweeted that they want, they're planning to have in-person games, but, and I mean, yeah, it's another world in Texas, right? I was going to say, we're, <laughs> um, but things are a little different down there. the The point is, I that's actually a really good point. I do wonder if, yeah, maybe there were talks about, yeah. hey, which teams, or you know, talking to the teams, hey, are you willing to commit to an in person event this far? So out? We'll schedule the the exactly good matches for this. Maybe maybe slot. they're saving some of the some of the good rivalries for other states mm. being states and locations being more able to commit because even in Canada, it's. I mean, I know Roger's Place just announced that you guys are going back to full capacity, but it's still yep. iffy to a lot of people, I think.
0: Well, yeah, B- BC was, I think, the last province where capacity was a thing, and we're, we're filling up the houses. Yeah, um, We're still a little more strict in this province than the, the rest of Canada, in so much as to the pass and masks mm-hmm. and what have you, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think. You're right. There's the possibility of marquee matchups being held back based mm-hmm. on what's going on in the world, you know, cuz hey, you know, we we're talking about this in February. We still got two full months Yikes. to go before even opening weekend mm-hmm. uh, happens. It's nice that we've gotten this information. I'm not going to complain about it. I kind of wish that we've had more engagement from the league and more information throughout this offseason cuz it's been so long. Um, but it's also fair to suggest this might be the first the, of many. Hopefully, yeah. Well, the first of many, but small drips from now on. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, there's a lot of time.
1: Yeah, they started uploading, uh, you know, highlights and top tens to their channel recently, so I, I think there's more to come. There should be some more news in that
2: experimental car tourney. No. I think the, the uh... <laughs> yeah. Go the, ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say I think the the sort of format that they put out in the video with and everything, you know, they called it what's new in 2022 community update number 1. And to me, right. in, the number 1 indicates this isn't something you do if you're only planning to do one <laughs> or if you're <laughs> planning for it to be infrequent. Now, one of one. Yeah, exactly. Now, what does the frequency really mean? I mean, sure they could do one a quarter and you get 4 in the year, but I would hope that the plan going forward is at least till the start of the season, like you say we got two full months Put one out every other week like you know yep. that's not that many sure there's a high production value behind them but i mean you're you're blizzard you can do it yeah <laughs> you know
1: custa had to like draw a mustache that's pretty i saw that high value actually
2: i believe that was what, what was it
0: scusta i don't know
2: i don't know who this Custa is that you mentioned but it was no it was
0: it was uh Cot scennedy yes that's what it was I enjoyed it. Kennedy. Oh, the long line of Cots. Yeah. Cots Senior, your Cot junior. junior. Um, anyhow, I mean it, we're making a big deal obviously about this because we can, it's just good that we've got this information. Uh, Adam has been tweeting out. I mean, all the teams have been going crazy. Like we knew something was happening today, but Adam a few days ago had tweeted out that I think there's going to be a lot of eye emojis. Um, and he sort of implied that there will be multiple. Mm-hmm. Um Adam has done this before. the The thing about Adam, though, is that is he talking about the Overwatch League? Is he talking about the Call of Duty League? Is he talking is he just about trolling? League? <laughs> I don't think Adam's trolling in that regard. Um, <laughs> I, I but I when he did this, I was like, "Oh, interesting." And the thing is, is that you know we hear things. Didn't hear nothing about this. I, I either one, all of our sources have retired, which is possible. I mean, Sideshow's brought that up. There's been so much turnover in the league that it's hard to keep track. Maybe that's what the what's happened in, in our regard. But uh, it could be that tomorrow there's even more news. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe we've jinxed ourselves at the lead of the show saying that, wow, thanks, Mr. Sean Miller, for this great stuff. And then even more great stuff comes out after we publish the show.
2: You know what? We can only hope. I'd yeah. be fine with
0: that. A couple other things to uh, talk about uh, just before we dive into the fray. Um, huge congratulations are in order to uh, Chibi and uh, Baroy. Uh, for those of you who probably know both names, uh, Chibi being a, the team manager for the Vancouver Titans, uh, really big within the Toronto Fiant community as well. Before she got the role in Vancouver, Baroy, who's been in the Overwatch League essentially from the get-go, um, the two were engaged. I want to say only months ago but they are now married they got uh, married this oh. uh this past weekend so uh congratulations nice. um you know i wish the the two of them all the all the best I and mean, it's the pictures were phenomenal they were i guess in the u.s i'm gonna say like there are lots of snow um beautiful pictures mm-hmm. you can see them on social nice. but uh the other news um which is kind of neat uh CarQ. Also known as Nathan Chan, he'll be on an episode of Canada's version of Family Feud. <laughs> the Chan family is going to be on Family Feud. I thought this was kind of cool. Like I, I've always wanted to be on the Feud. The problem is, is my Family Feuds, <laughs> so it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're not weird. all that comp- we're not all that compelling. I mean, I think you know Nathan's family. At least from the pictures, they look like they're having a good time. My mm-hmm. family wouldn't. I think the episode's in March, so we got about two or three weeks before it goes live. If you happen to be outside of Canada, I have no idea how you can watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's but not going to be on Twitch, Canada, right? Yeah, it'll <laughs> it'll be on CBC and then probably CBC's streaming service, which is CBC Gem. Um. So, and for those who are like, well, I can't get CBC; I don't have cable. If you have like a a TV. With a cheap antenna, like, and you know, you're like, I don't have an antenna, stick a coat hanger in the back of it or something, you'll get CBC. It's like the one station you can get pretty much almost anywhere.
1: Also, now would be a great time if we had a VPN sponsor to uh, segue to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so, so true. Um, And one last thing that I wanted to actually do is recognize a a tweet that uh, we got. just sort of, I you know, this was it last week, but uh, for those that uh, may uh, know him, Bocci, uh, Bocci Riley on Twitter, um, he had commented <laughs> that he was uh, watching or not watching, but listening to uh, uh, recent episodes of, of RSP and uh, the tweet itself is catching up on a slow week in Overwatch with Ready, Set, Home podcast on while working on drywall. Last couple of podcasts have been entertaining off season so very long. And you know, it has been a long off season and uh, based on the picture that you shared about you there, that's a hell of a drywall work. I need you to come over to my place to do some uh, patch up jobs for me too. <laughs> but I appreciate that, you know, what we've sort of done over the last while has been entertaining enough. Cause I've kind of wondered like we've, we've had fun. I mean, we goofing off talking about Microsoft and, um, possible heroes and i mean just the fact that we could make an hour of content when there hasn't been a whole lot of overwatch anything to talk about i think is kind of cool so it's good to hear feedback uh, like that and I, I wanted to give you a shout out for for sharing it i mean if if there are those of you out there that don't find it entertaining let us know too and yeah, especially
1: see. if you're in the drywall business it seems to you know <laughs> correspond with that market so it's good to good to know
0: are you telling me that having looked into the stats, we're uh, we're trending high in the Drywall podcast? For sure. Uh, yeah.
1: Market? Especially
0: there. Good to know the VPN sponsor and uh, maybe just, home uh, renovation sponsor you know,
1: opportunities. Perfect match. The dry humor that we have.
2: Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yep. And that was a prime example. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just start. To,
0: let's dive into the fray. I'm
1: sorry. It's been a long day.
0: as we already know the season is going to kick off on May 5, 2022. So important that I guess I put this in the rundown twice. Um, nice. yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh if you have not yet watched the video that the Overwatch League team put together, um it, it they had fun. They poked fun at themselves. Sean Miller had hit the whiteboard scribble in the back, um something that we have, you know, grown accustomed to with John Specter previously. Now there was nothing crazy in the, in the scribble, but I imagine it'll evolve as the season goes on. Uh, But we learned that uh, there'll be a 24 match season. Uh, That's being the regular season. Uh, And what that'll mean is all teams in the West will play each other twice Mm -hmm. and all teams in the East will play each other every tournament. Now you might say, well, what is West and what is East West is all teams in North America and Europe and the East are all teams in Asia. And LA Valiant. Well, all, all teams LA, well, LA vacant are still in China. Are they not? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, we did get confirmation from the league that the New York Excelsior were going back to the quote unquote West, which is really in the East, <laughs> but it's the West. Uh, they said there are live events planned, but nothing specific. And as we sort of, you know, kicked around earlier in the show, um, there's likely going to be some live LAN events. Um, the way it sort of was positioned was the hope was that when they have their sort of international, uh, tournaments that they are in person, although I kind of think the regional ones might be as well. Uh, and then You know, you got teams saying, yeah, we're going to go and play each other in person. So that's obviously starting to to happen. Now, speaking of the uh, stages, there are four of them, uh, of which there are going to be three tournaments and a playoff series, which I, I will admit I, have, I am somewhat confused about it. Maybe the two of you understand it better, but let me get into the, the sort of stages. The first stage will culminate in the kickoff clash. The kickoff clash will be a regional tournament. West plays West, East plays East. Then we have the mid-season madness tournament. This will be an international tournament when East and West come together, which may or may not be in person, which may or may not be on land, which may or may not be on ping. We then have the summer showdown, another regional tournament, And then the last tournament, the Countdown Cup, which will be considered the play-ins, I think, (laughs) into playoffs. And that's the part that is confusing to me. The interesting part here is it says the final tournament of the season, the Countdown Cup, will serve as the play-ins for the postseason. But if it's play-ins to the postseason, like is there a cutoff and so many teams make the actual playoffs at that point? But then, is there a countdown cup winner who just qualify? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, there'll probably be some some cut off, and some people will still have a chance to to compete. Um, we'll see. There'll probably be something akin to what we saw last year with, like, if your seed is not low not too low, you'll still be, still have a chance to, to compete at the end of the season. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: Well, see, this is, this is the weird part though. And Okay. If you read, maybe if I read this a little bit further, um, so it talks about playoff qualification. Mm-hmm. So the top six seeds in the West automatically qualify for the playoffs. Top three out of the East qualify. Yeah. The countdown cut playoff play-ins or countdown cut plans will determine the final three teams, two from the West, one from the East. So the countdown cup is actually not going to, I guess, include the teams that have already qualified. Yeah. It'll be a playoff of the hopefuls, and whoever wins the countdown cup gets to like is the best of the not so good.
2: So I agree. I have also been confused by this. Um I just pulled up an article by Liz Richardson on dot esports, and she notes Oh no. Oh no. I had the article up and then I just. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an interesting <laughs> note that she just
0: disappeared written. on me. It's the <laughs> horrible news.
2: All right, vamp for a minute while I pull it back up.
0: The So again, just to sort of quickly recap, kickoff clash. There's a tournament, eight teams out of the West make it in. Uh, I think it was what, six teams of the East that that make it in. Um, you then have the mid season madness, which is like the big, like everyone's involved. Yeah. I like that. It's like your, your, um, contenders gauntlet. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. to. And see. then you have the other sort of regional, the summer showdown, which is again, small size, sure. um, the, and it's not six from the East it's four from the East Sorry, but, uh, the other component of these tournaments, except maybe the countdown cup, because you know, the countdown cups, play ins but not playoffs. I don't know. Um, There are league points that are going to be in play. And so if you qualify for a tournament, you get a league point. This is on top of the points you're getting from your actual Mm -hmm. league action. And then if you finish second in these tournaments, you get more points. And if you finish first, you get even more, unless it's the mid season madness, at which point points are just being handed out. Like Oprah gives out prizes at Christmas.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is a little convoluted at this time. I believe I pulled up what I was trying to pull up um, and Liz wrote that uh, the mid-season madness tournament hits in the middle of the season. This event will feature four teams from the East and eight teams from the West competing in double LM bracket with a prize pool of over $1 million. The final tournament of the year countdown couple double as a wild card play in for the postseason, giving two teams the chance to enter the bracket if they don't qualify through league points. So <clears throat> I think that what it's basically saying is is pretty much what you were kind of wondering is mm-hmm. this will give a chance for other teams to make it in, if because by that point other teams will have already earned enough to be guaranteed playoff spots, right?
0: Yeah. So the countdown cup is really not a I mean it's a tourney. It's a play-in turning. It's basically the wild card tournament, right? right? But it's just weird because it's not just one wild card. There's multiple cards yeah, that are going to be true obtained. Um, and considering like only one out of the East can get a, a an opportunity to get in, mm. they're ho- like it's just it's a weird weird sort of structure. I get that they're doing it this way because they want to make it competitive. Not everyone gets in, mm. um, but. Why not say you have sort of these four tournaments we've got our playoffs we've got our sort of three stages and we have this little play in like you've given it a name mm-hmm. that's the part that kind of is weird for me but whatever I mean I'm making a big deal a little about a name just consider me the old man who's shutting at clouds right now <laughs> um the other thing which didn't get discussed but you know me just sort of looking at a calendar is that this season is gonna be a long one which I mean, let me reposition this. It is going to run long into the calendar year. So things kick off on may five. Now let's presume that we then have three weeks of league action, because if you play each other twice, I'm going to presume there's going to be a week where you either get a buy or I mean, I have, I would presume a week for buy. It could be that maybe you get one-on-one so May 5, 12, 19, those are our first three weeks of May Our our sort of three, um, you know, whatever we want to call them. You got May 26, which is this tournament. I'm going to then presume they'll do what they do normally. They then take a week off after that. Mm-hmm. Then that gives us June 9, 16, 23 with the play in on the 30th, which then starts to, you know, present, are we going to see a showcase event? Let's say for Canada day long weekend. Right. I mean, again, I'm surmising then they'll take a week off probably. So then we have 5th, um, 14, 21, 28, Uh tournament on August four, take a week off 18, 25, one. Then you have the play-ins, which I'm going to presume is like the week of the eighth. You maybe have the tournament on or September 15, maybe a week or two off <laughs> for the you know actual grand final or whatever it would be like we're getting into october and november mm-hmm. and this is again i'm i'm just giving a week in between these stages maybe they don't do that maybe they do eh.
2: i would assume they will cuz there was there's was such a push last season to sort of combat the um the mental strain that i think a lot of players were going through g- given the state of the world was Worse than it maybe is now, it's obviously still not amazing, but we know there was a ton of burnout and and ton of struggle on that side of things. And I think for the most part, I know I certainly was glad to see that they seemed to be treating, taking that seriously and giving the opportunity for teams to give their, or for organizations to give their teams a bit of a break between these tournaments and everything. Um, it, it seems like it would be crazy of them to take that away from the teams so i i would assume you're correct in at least a week off between all these tournaments it is a long season um and we also know that it is in fact more than what last season was because i think last season the minimum each team would could play was 16 games if i'm not mistaken and this season i think they said it's either 24 or 26 24 24 so Obviously, that's that's a pretty significant increase. Um, yeah, I would assume it, it I, means we're seeing a lot more teams playing more than once in a weekend than we saw before. There was always usually well, no, one actually, or two, but
0: no. And I, I I was I was working under the context of a sixteen game season. If it's twenty four, oh. right? <laughs> we divide that by four easily. It's six. That's six matches a, a stage. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah i mean i mean yeah i mean season 1 was what
1: 40 games <laughs> for each uh uh team something like that yeah so we're still far from that but but they didn't have those mid season tournaments and and i assume that uh we might see some travel and then you have that uh um uh, you know regional tournament it's nice to see a little bit more games i i, I didn't really like the 16-game uh, um, season, especially when it wasn't, you know, the same for every team, it wasn't really symmetrical. Um, but like the both of you said, it's super, super important for them to not, you know, go down that slippery slope of, of getting the players, you know, too too tired or injured. We have seen mm-hmm. multiple times where players were forced to, you know, stop playing like with XZ and and... And who knows how many others that weren't disclosed at all. But uh, yeah, it's uh, at this point in time, it's already like season five. It's crazy to say it like that out loud, but uh, the league should be really prioritizing uh, both physical and mental health that can be really deteriorated fast. if, if <laughs> Even if you don't put like the craziness of COVID into the equation of, of, uh, of these players.
0: so, Yeah, in in the opening weekend, I mean, at least in the West, all the teams play twice. Mm -hmm. So if, let's say, every team plays twice every weekend, that's three-week stages. The moment you throw a one-match weekend in, you've extended it by a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this season could be a very, very, like, run into November. True. Or it could reasonably into October.
1: Yeah, and a lot of complaints, uh... Which I agree with, we're coming also to the fact that the off-season is far too long. So one oh. one reason to mitigate that is just you know to extend the season itself. Stretch it out.
2: Now, another thing comes to mind along those same lines. They're trying to shorten the distance between the League ending and the release of Overwatch 2 to the
0: public. So yeah. you think the game comes out before... Holiday 2022? Before I will neither
2: confirm done. nor deny my feelings towards that. <laughs> I do not know. I I guess I like the idea that, yeah, an easy way to shorten the off-season is make the regular season longer. And in line with that, to me, is, this, is the fact that we know the League is playing on Overwatch 2, but we don't know what exactly the access to quote-unquote Overwatch 2 is going to be publicly or privately to these organizations and honestly yeah. from some of the players it sounds like they still don't have an idea either yeah sounds like we now know the schedule but they still don't have access to this game so i do wonder if they're either trying to time things out so that it minimizes the amount of time between the grand finals and the game officially launching yeah or potentially they're trying to time it out so that one ends big hoopla over grand champions game launches yeah potentially Something can be you know dropped during the exactly
1: big tournaments maybe tied into some mechanism for viewership and dropping yeah uh, that kind of news maybe so definitely th- we'll need to do that with the beta i think and that'll be a big driving force and and to, to that point i think also with the uh limited access for the players i think before the the big uh, um, start date for the overwatch League was presumed to be around April yeah and maybe players wanted to have like to me I, I don't know why but but two months to prepare sounds way better than one month to prepare uh, well, it's double but <laughs> two months really does sound like a, a the 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 least time that you need and and the the you know, again, the hopium in me says that, like, if we are receiving some sort of closed beta for for the you know uh, the players needs to drop early March, and now they'll have
2: mm-hmm.
1: closer to two months than just one, because one sounds completely insane to me in
2: terms of well, preparing. And I know, like, to play. oh, sorry, obviously yeah, th- that was it. obviously February is a short month by a couple days. It's February fifteenth as we're recording. Mm -hmm. call it halfway through February, call it every. So let's see, we got this video. We got this community update. Number one today on the 15th, exactly two weeks from now would be March 1st. What if we now live in a world where they start putting these videos out every two weeks, (laughs) all the threads are connecting on, on March 1st, (laughs) they announce, maybe they don't announce, but they give teams, access to the game that gives them almost exactly two months to play it. Then fast forward to approximately June, when we go into this mid season madness, international, really big, huge over a million dollar prize pool tournament, maybe to increase viewership, they announce there public beta be dropped. You dropping. get a beta code. Exactly. You get a beta exactly. code. Exactly. You get a beta
0: code. They drop their the beta all.
2: around maybe August, September. If not, right then, they let it run until around grand finals in October-ish. Game yeah. launches November. I've figured it out. I've cracked the code.
1: There's oh. also the experimental tournament uh, uh happening I think this weekend is it not or
0: no this, it's this this weekend I think and yeah. yeah. that's
1: the only and they didn't uh you know, they didn't stream it before and they are going to do it on both the Overwatch. Oh, really? Uh, league channel. actually Uh, didn't realize that that might be a potential place for some
0: announcements. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I don't, I don't think we'll get the announcements during the, the, um, creator experimental patch journey. Yeah. The creator come. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe they do, but if, like, is that going to draw the eyeballs that they'd want? I don't think it would. They would have to hype it up even more.
1: It, it might be an announcement for an announcement, like uh, a lot of uh, modern
0: uh, marketers mm-hmm. like to do. Well, okay, an announcement for an announcement. Yeah. So the announcement for the announcement happens in the, <laughs> the Creator Cup. That will, okay, fine. I totally get that. Because what I mean, there's so many things going on gaming wise that this like this experimental batch tourney isn't going to get the eyeballs that a regular season match will get I don't think right like it's I don't think people are that sort of thirsty for content that this will be it I think there'll be a lot of people who will tune in they'll want to check it out but it's not it's not a showcase event that you then announce something or mm-hmm. if you are you announce the announcement of the announcement <laughs> earlier as long as we Any, all uh, type drops in in drops,
1: chat, drops, drops, good enough. Yeah. What
0: well, was it? Um, was it uh, Slimmy Din? Was it something like that? He was a Lanny guy, Dim, I think. I think. Was it Lanny Dim? Okay. <laughs> um, drops, drops, drops. Cringe, cringe. <laughs> um, so, a couple things that we actually got from from Danny's bit in the video: uh, drops are back. So, I mean could you imagine if they were to come out and say, yeah, we're not actually going to do drops. I would just, they would create uproar. So yeah, drops are back. I'll quit the podcast. I'm sorry. And then (laughs) the cringe part was about the, the broadcast crew. So who did we see in this video? Well, we saw um, Mr. X, we saw Uber, we saw Custa, we saw Danny, we saw Zoe. So you don't. I don't think you bring back them for this creator update and not bring them back <laughs> for the season. Now, Zoe has maybe a potential excuse. At some point, she may take some time. Um, because, again, if you did not realize uh, or see, uh, she announced that uh, she and her husband are, are expecting. So, you know, congratulations. Yeah. Um, but also, there is a timer at which point there will be a little person that will require some additional support. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe there's some plans there and, and Sean Miller sort of gets into it saying that, oh yeah, we're going to have, you know, some new and existing talent. i um, really excited to share with you what that will be. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, as we get deeper into the fray, but let's talk a little bit about, uh, the rosters, uh, that are currently quote unquote set. So the only official <laughs> Okay, change since our last episode is the Philadelphia fusion have added fixa uh, to their roster. Now, the reason I say official is that it hasn't yet made the overwatch league.com website, uh, but uh, the big shocker was Jonak mm-hmm. is leaving yeah. the soul dynasty. Now I say leaving, uh, not retiring because his announcement uh, um, indicated that he has been experiencing some health issues and it has gotten to the point that he needs to deal with them. So he has, has left the soul dynasty as a result. Um, as I have said before, and I will say it again, any player that needs to take care of number one needs to take care of number one and good on him to do so. Right. No problem with that. It's unfortunate that it's happened at this point because now soul is having to go and pivot and that may have then kicked off the potential of another team signing a player, uh, today. And it was at Shanghai, uh, Signing
1: baby yeah they they, right, so. they announced it and said now
0: we're even more stacked or something like that <laughs> yeah but uh those are not yet official i mean jonac right, right right right, right. Is, i mean they're official but until it hits overwatchleague.com it doesn't exist to me
1: yeah i'm rooting for him to return um jonac personal favorite of course the top dog in season 1 when i was hard maining uh, zenyatta and comp you know, always uh, want to see players like him perform well.
0: So rooting for him to come back as soon as possible. The uh, deadline to have your minimum of six is still weeks away. Um, I, I'm at, of the opinion that teams are still waiting to see what this new game will be like mm. before being forced to make a change. Or make a change, sort of make more additions or changes to the rosters. But mm-hmm. at what point I mean, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Jordan, you're on to something. Maybe the, the math adds up as to when they're gonna get access to this this early version of this early version. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean I think most teams already have more than six players announced, except for the va- vacant. Um but even well
0: yeah, I guess Vacant, um, but even even won.
1: them, you know, with Halo, uh, kind of hinting at a possible exe,
2: um, yeah, I saw
0: I mean, who knows? Well, the uh, Excelsior, um,
2: are oh, still with sure five, right? Right, 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 right. You're right. It's almost at this point, it's kind of, I mean, obviously, we know they have the league minimum for now. It, in my mind, it becomes more of a question of who has holes that they need to fill? You yeah. know, the Houston outlaws, they don't have a main support right now. The valiant, uh, no flex DPS, the spitfire, no flex DPS, the excelsior, no main support. The San Francisco shock, no main support. Like
0: e- Well, I think all teams have holes just because of how this like hero reworks, um, new heroes that might be game. In- like there, there are some teams with bigger holes, but I think every team has like even the Vancouver Titans, Justin has said, we're going to add another, mm-hmm. the Vancouver Titans have not run with a large roster since their first season. And here they are already sitting at seven and they're talking about having eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, Iska in the Tactical Crouch uh, podcasts recently just said, like, if the Titans have a roster of eight, no team has an excuse—not running eight, <laughs> signing eight players, really. He—he uh, he was, I think, discussing the NYXL at that point.
0: But um, you know, I—I I think I think teams are waiting for for whatever sure. Overwatch two they get. Mm-hmm. Imagine their shock when decisions. they realize that it's overwatch <laughs> you
1: know, five players instead of
0: six. Well, no, it, it's, it it's the five players to the six. It's the, the like rumor was doom becomes a tank. Yeah. That changes things. Right. Yeah. Cause that if for him to become a tank, what style is he now playing um, to have new heroes at, you know, inserted into the game pre-launch. Yeah. Although, I've been giving this some thought. I genuinely don't think they insert new heroes into the game until launch. Like the early version of what Mm. they're going to play. I, you know, and I'm now I'm thinking about this in real time, which is very scary. We're talking about hero reworks. What's to suggest that the early version that they go and push out isn't instead a lot closer to the experience that we already have. Yeah.
1: I mean, I always, I always hate... I, I mean, I, I get where, where people are coming from. Uh, I always used to be upset at people saying, oh, this is just an expansion pack and all that. But, you know, if you take a good player, a good Overwatch 1 player, he probably has a very good chance of being really, really good at Overwatch 2. And I will you know, die on that hill, that it doesn't matter what happens to Overwatch 1, like, Shanghai Dragons are still going to be good. Someone like uh, 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 Void, no matter what you do to Diva or to to Zarya, he's still going to be very, very good. And it's not like Overwatch uh, in 2016 is the same Overwatch that we're going to play in and or, or we saw in the uh, last... Uh, you know, a year, but guess what? These these players, their muscle memory is is on a whole nother level. They understand the game, even before you talk about, you know, which heroes they play. And to me, it's always funny, like, oh, we're going to wait. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Are you going to
0: sign players well, from,
1: you know, from different games? I,
0: no, 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 I'm not. I, I, you're right. These very skilled players are still going to remain very skilled, but I think... One, it redefines the meta, and sure. two, we have seen time and time again teams who one either misread the meta or two don't have the bench right. that can accommodate so, adjustments. Well, don't do well. You sign, that's where I think
1: I think you go. Your safest best bet is to to get the people who are mechanically better. When you have,
0: but, you know, you can't like when you say mechanically better, there are people like you know we talk about Moth frequently sure is is moth not mechanically sound support player
1: i guess not enough to be signed right
0: now on a roster no it, which i i don't disagree with however let's say that whatever overwatch 2 version gets put into their hands and suddenly moth is in like in demand yeah you yes you can get adequate and decent players sure. already i feel that's what teams are waiting for I'm not saying Moth gets a spot because Overwatch Two comes yeah. out and people suddenly think they need yeah, you know, Lucio mains or whatever. But uh,
1: there is a speculation that mains. like
0: main support is
1: less important. But that's why you have now what like 18 main supports and about 30 mm-hmm. flex supports signed. So there are signs for sure. But mm, I don't know. It's just a matter of of. of it, right now, I, I guess like the best players are already signed, and it's also a matter of of your budget or your your approach and who is in charge, what what that GM is doing, and and the league. At the end of the day, there's not a lot of people who are willing to risk their kind of public image of their decisions. So a lot of the times, we saw a uh, very extreme examples of of risk aversion or or experimentation. Uh, especially when we didn't really know what's gonna happen. So I feel it's like a big game of chicken right now, especially with, with the open slots. Maybe that's that's part of it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in line with that. I um
2: I mean one thing that comes to mind is an insider has told me that moth is signed to San Francisco already and that just hasn't been dropped yet. Oh now that insider is in my head, but still. <laughs> Um, could happen that it's it's what i've heard it's
0: jordan, jordan dropping the juice right. yeah homemade.
2: you could get that um, jake
1: type of role maybe <laughs>
0: hmm? the could player be, coach be. type of I
1: position
0: could,
2: i could see it happening um but i do i don't know i i think chris you're probably right people are holding off to you know make that call on on the final player um i do think you're right as well omni obviously it's a skilled player at the game of overwatch is still likely going to be a skilled player at the game of overwatch two. Um, it's not like you're suddenly playing an entirely different series with entirely different mechanics.
1: Unless but, they say, Oh, it's a battle Royale now, or we're, <laughs> we're, in, we're I think, playing Lucio ball to determine, you know, the, see, the... <laughs> <Lucio.
2: laughs>
0: so yeah, you know, you get dropped on, or you know, overwatch island that's a
1: tie the tiebreaker is, twice, is, a, is a lucio ball battle royale with five, 50 players digging yeah. it out
2: i think the most interesting thing that chris brought up that i hadn't really thought of was is there potential that they start playing with no new heroes because i think the thing that everyone's been pushing for or everyone talks about is how many new heroes are we going to get is it just mm-hmm. going to be sojourn because that's the only one we've seen really so far i had never considered that it could drop with no new heroes and only reworks what i had well, what i had mostly thought was yeah we're gonna get the somber changes we're gonna get the bastion changes we're gonna get you know some of the reinhardt changes that they've talked about and shown off already but i hadn't push, considered uh,
1: game game mode as well and
2: yes they they did confirm that pushes coming in with uh the removal of uh, assault or 2cp two 2cp two, two yeah um but i hadn't considered that we might get the reworks you expected like the sombras the bastions those ones but what if rather than new heroes we get a vastly different doomfist a vastly different may um you know ones ones you, that do I, kind of cross that line of this is yeah. the same character but it is not it it the playstyle or, or the kit is entirely new because that's essentially a new well, hero, right? It might look like doom fist. Mm, it might talk like doom fist, but it ain't classic doom fist, right? Not good enough. I, I, I got to see. No, I got right? to I got to hear new voices. Don't get me wrong. I think people would, <laughs> would, would, you know, be getting their torches and pitchforks at I'll least at the start, at least with that <laughs> announcement when sure. they do say that, but then it all depends on how different is it? Right. Is Doomfist going one-on-one with Reinhardt now? Um, you know, some would argue he could before, but I digress. The
1: bare minimum would be sojourn. Well, we have to see at least sojourn, in my
0: opinion. Why?
1: Because it's, she's already existing.
0: Like she's. We literally okay, How code. many games have launched with like an alpha or a beta with limited heroes and limited playstyles, limited maps? Like um, this is this is a thing. We have we have this is like this isn't, they have said an early version of the
1: game. Maybe. With that logic, then we won't see Doomfist tank
0: either. No, I actually, you know, the more I'm thinking about this in real time, <laughs> like, okay. I, it would be hard to not now, not change like Reinhardt or, you know, like we saw a little <laughs> bit of what, uh, um, Winston could do. They've they've made a big Sorry, deal yeah. about Bastion and Sombra. So, you know, some are, like I could see some of those changes happening.
1: So where's the appeal but, of, but of, like Doomf- of like like the big risk that they're taking with playing Overwatch two in Owl is for, for that reason. It's not just to see that shiny two or better lighting in the stream. Yeah. Right. You got to bring in potential new buyers. Uh, owl is essentially just a tool for selling We've, the game.
0: And and Owl. Changes stage by stage week. Like how many times have we seen them make drastic alterations to the game style and introducing heroes and meta shifts and all that. They have no problem doing this. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe ever playing on the early version. And so you shows up in, you know, after the mid season madness tournament, because if Jordan's math is, is adding up where there's a launch before, you know, holiday 2022, mm-hmm. You can you can hype by like get your first opportunity to see so you' in the public data in the league but it won't oh, be yeah. it won't be May it'll be August or whenever right yeah. like I I don't know because no one knows anything and oh on that note we no longer get uh, quarterly updates from Activision Blizzard because of the acquisition from Microsoft <laughs> which means we get no news on the board side.
2: The, the more I think about it, it's, it's kind of two sides of the same coin, obviously. It's two sides of the Overwatch coin. And I think one side is the argument, well, not the argument, but the fact that you were bringing up earlier, Omni, that there's this, whatever you want to call it, segment of the fan base. There's this speculation about Overwatch 2 being Overwatch expansion pack more than anything. And I think one side of that coin is, you release with no new heroes. You release simply with the adjustments that we've seen already, plus maybe some of those role changes. And that is the Overwatch 2 is an expansion. You release with new heroes, new maps. Now you're more crossing into the new game territory. So I do wonder, you know, what is the priority? And and that comes down to obviously their internal marketing and, and everything as as it relates to the game as a whole, what is the ultimate goal of this season and this season being on overwatch two specifically? Is it simply a publicity stunt or is it really to drum up hype for overwatch two? I, I actually, the more we talk about this, the more I wonder if, yeah, we start off with simply seeing adjustments and then you're right. Maybe during the mid season madness, they announced that. Uh, you know, after midseason madness, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our first taste of a new hero. And then that tournament ends. We go into the countdown cup uh, and play-ins and things like that. Then they have the chance to announce. Now we've got the public beta coming and now you're going to get a chance to play. And then they release. And in the playoffs,
0: uh, two new heroes. Yeah. Cause we've done that before. Yeah. No. I, what I, a mess. I mean, it is what it is. And we'll learn more as things go. On. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe everything we have just spent the last twenty minutes talking about is for naught because game launch. That's why we get the
1: the big bucks, right? So,
0: yeah, share so something true. on Wednesday. So true. Um, as we look to sort of wrap uh, things up, uh, one other thing I wanted to get into uh, was that um, the rumor is that ZP or ZF-P. ZP, as I know <laughs> <laughs> most of you would call. Them, Apparently is not under contract to come back to the league, or at least yet. And I find that is almost perplexing as watching Brennan's sideshow leave. I I get that the, and then you know there's there's good talent, there is up and coming talent, like there's an opportunity to showcase, but you're losing a significant portion of what I would call your intelligent bench. If that makes sense, like Brandon sideshow uh, cast some Valorant this weekend and the feedback from the Valorant community, many of which had no clue who these two guys were is like, where the heck have they been hiding them? <laughs> oh my goodness. It was a great balance of analysis, play by play the appropriate amount of hype. It's like, you know, cause again, it's not like they work their way up through the, the Valorant, you know, tier two scene per se. I mean, they've come sort of blasting on in, mm-hmm. but I feel that, you know, what those two provide, what ZP provides is something that could be lacking mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, hit reset that many times. Like, I mean, uberx they're entertaining, they're knowledgeable, and I'm not trying to knock them by saying they're not intelligent. But like Brennan's Sideshow brought a level of sort of I don't know like game smarts and sort of tactical insight yeah. that that UberX don't necessarily have. But that's not what they they're there to bring. Like UberX are the showcase pair, right? Yeah, mean is, is interesting. He's one of the l- less active
2: on Twitter in terms of the talent. And the last thing he, last things he sort of tweeted or whatever, uh, was Brennan Sideshow's announcements on January 26th. Mm -hmm. He retweeted both of their tweets saying that they do not currently have an agreement for 2022. He obviously didn't tweet that himself, but it's a little bit suspicious that that's the last thing he sent out. And other than that, silence. Now his Twitter bio does still say at Overwatch League broadcast talent, but if he pulled that out, I'm sure people would notice and would be saying something. So.
0: And I think it was, it was Doa who sort of suggested this and, you know, take what you want from, from the relationship between Doa and the league there. I,
1: I don't know. Like the sad reality of it is that it's a matter of budget. It's like, You'd want to keep them all, of course, but say Uber X. I, I guess the, the price that he warranted seemed logical to the league. And in the case of Sideshow and Bren, who, you know, I'm really sad that are gone. Probably now in Valorant, they're getting more money. And and at the end of the day, we have this X amount of dollars we can allocate to the talent pool, and we have these up and comers from tier two who. Have been, you know, grinding uh, tier two for a while now, and and they're happy, and they show a lot of mod- motivation of stepping up to the Overwatch League. And what do you know? They're gonna work half, yeah. you know, half the amount that Brennan's sideshow are 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 willing to take. And now we can afford Uber and stuff like that. It's like a big puzzle that you you need to like account for. And and at the end of the day you count those beans and and you you go what you can so maybe maybe we'll see more people coming back i don't know i'm hoping to see more and more of of my favorite people who who have left in, in the past with um maybe the league becoming uh, uh more popular but at this point starting this season it's not in the best spot or in the best shape oh, no. it was so that's why we're we're seeing stuff like this yeah
0: and again there's there's phenomenal talent um that i think should get an opportunity Mm -hmm. and i understand to your point there's only so many beans available to to be given out different prioritization
1: Um, for existing talent as well
0: yeah and i i mean i from what i understand it's it's you know mr x that ultimately makes those decisions he's the guy in charge Uh of of the broad broadcast (laughs) talent side now right
2: screw you brennan sideshow and
0: then he went on the podcast with them Anyhow, is what it is. We'll know more. Um, it's just, it's somewhat a weird situation. Um, the timing of the the Doha tweet, you know, <laughs> is interesting to say the least. Um, but yeah. Anyhow, wrapped up a show, went over an hour. We actually had Overwatch League news to talk about. We didn't have to make stuff mm-hmm. up. Um, I didn't have to go and spend the last 30 minutes talking about why I'm really enjoying Lost Ark. I know it's not for everyone, but uh, I'm just, I'm enjoying play. In fact, it's, it's my new casual game. It is replaced overwatch right now. Mm. Which one?
1: Oh, the Lost Lost Ark. Ark. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, I did the, I paid for the Founders Pack. So I got the early start. Um, It is free to play. Um, It's had issues like Amazon game studios. Paying in 2022. Hasn't, hasn't had the, um, Smoothest of sort of game launches. Uh, New World, they killed it. I mean, the game's still around, but like um, the player base or, you know, the concurrent player count on Steam for New World is like in a like 20,000. Hmm. Like there are voxel games that are indie dev that have more concurrent players than New World has right now. In a game that requires a large number of people to be playing to make the content resonate, Um, Lost Ark went from, you know, extremely positive um, or overwhelmingly positive, as Steam would call it, to like mixed reviews. But that was because when it went free to play, they had not only some server issues, but they made this decision to bring all servers down in the morning, like West Coast morning. like. 9am they said it would you know like the game would be back or maybe it was 5am but the game would be back in three hours and then just as it was about to go live again they tweet out yeah it's uh there's been a problem it'll take hours longer Hmm. um the free-to-play launch they said it uh, or for the founders that you could start playing at 9am but it didn't turn on until 10 like there's been problems but if you get into the game presuming you're not in europe where there's like Hundred thousand people in queue ahead of you. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Sounds good.
2: I'll be jumping into Horizon soon.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm enjoying this. When when does Horizon West come Friday, out? Friday, I believe the 18th. Oh, yeah. It's the 18th Friday. Nice. I should find my PS Five and I'm in
1: dust it I'm off. enjoying this new uh, indie game called Chess on Chess.com. <laughs> you must. You probably didn't hear of it. It's, it's about to become really big, I think.
2: <laughs> Watch soon; they'll be making Netflix shows about about oh, royalty yeah. Yeah. and movies yeah. named after royalty. Sure, sure. It's competed
1: with arcane. I bet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, oh. waiting for my Steam Deck whenever that drops. What? Well, are you going to be in the first batch? Yeah, I got. I I I put it in on order. I'm not first batch, but Q2. think.
0: Well, okay. yeah, because first batch should be shipped. The next Let me check if it's later. updated. <laughs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> Let me see.
0: I mean, I contemplated putting a deposit down, but like, I don't need a stream deck. I have, I have so many devices. I have a device addiction and I don't need You didn't get the Steam
1: deck? Come on. Yeah. You could have bought it and just sold it for profit.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think we've talked about how at one point I had two PS5s <laughs> on pre-order and I canceled one and people were losing their mind because... Had I had the second one, I could have paid off the first one, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Paid yeah, off a still- mortgage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still yep. Q2 2022 for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, any final words of wisdom, uh, gentlemen, for all of our listeners this week? Just beta.
2: My kingdom for a beta. Jordan? I'll uh, quote the infamous, beat the cat, and just say, Buttons come and buttons go.
0: Um, did you guys know that French fries weren't made in France? Yes, I did know that. Oh, because they were they're actually made in Greece. I didn't know that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, there it is. There it is. Uh,
1: you could air fry them though. Uh, true. I mean I don't have an air fryer. Though. You need some grease for that as well, all right? Just just a spritz. I think a little yeah. oil.
0: Much lower amounts. Is it good though? I'm, I'm oh, yeah. contemplating. We have one. We love it. I mean, I, we crispy? have an Instapot. It's still in the box. So maybe I should add an air fryer to the collection. <laughs> Device addiction. Instead right? of a steam deck. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a steam deck. No, I'll have that too. It'll be the Instapot, the air fryer and the steam deck all in my garage. Still in box. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have a uh, lost arc on, on the air fryers? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, seems to be on every other device skyrim is um, definitely on on the air fryer on the air fryer GTA, gta 5 as well <laughs> well speaking of games did you hear that they were they announced uh there's development of gta yeah, 6 I heard, in play I heard. and i i actually replied to something like no I they, I they but they got it wrong what they meant to say is that they're currently developing gta 5 <laughs> for the playstation yeah. 6 exactly.
1: uh
0: Oh, man, this is fun. Well, if you've made it to this part of the show, um, obviously, you know where to find us, ReadySetPone.com, Twitter at sitpone, We're on Instagram, but we hardly ever post there. But I wanted to share some spicy news, um, which only those who made it to this point of the show will hear. We have locked in a phenomenal guest for our next episode of the show, which may be published earlier than two weeks from now nice. now who might it be it's a phenomenal guest it might be john specter we don't know it might be john specter <laughs> it might be sean miller it might be you know sideshow and mm-hmm, bren mm-hmm. is it jonak oh, uh, joining yeah. us as a fourth
1: host <laughs> and that's the reason that, why he left sold that oh i wasn't supposed to say that crap
0: sorry that 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 could have been it, but now that you've broken your NDA, we'll only have three hosts.
2: (laughs)
1: Well, he's a better uh, Zen than me,
0: that's for sure. We have a guest locked in. If you happen to be a fan of an Overwatch League team and the Overwatch League, you want to listen (laughs) to the next episode, which may, again, be published earlier than two weeks from now. But what can I guarantee... We will have another episode in two weeks' time. Same place, same time, same channel. Probably the same three guys having a good time talking about uh, Chris playing Lost Ark, Omni getting a Steam Deck, and uh, Jordan playing uh, Horizon on uh, his PlayStation Horizon Lunar 2. Colony. Can't wait. <laughs> it always comes back Imagine to Imagine if they made that a, st- yeah. a standalone game. Horizon <laughs> Lunar Colony Rising. is a stand. Where it's, it's, it's more like a gotcha mobile game. That could be the overwatch mobile game where you have to perform certain tasks to, to keep the lunar colony alive. You have the banana trees, right? The palm trees there. Well, I'm thinking about this further. Like my wife plays some form of like Farmville or what have Mm. you. Like, I think there's a market there and my wife could become an overwatch (laughs) player. If the overwatch mobile gotcha game was horizon lunar. Don't,
2: don't give them ideas. As long as I get to command like monkeys and hamsters in this lunar colony, then I'll be happy.
0: You'd have to, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Right. Yeah. And you have to like, you're, you have to keep them somewhat passive. Like oh, if you don't point. do your daily they could tasks, overthrow the lunar right? Colony. The,
1: exactly.
2: Exactly. Right. You guys are genius. Remember? I don't know what, why um, you're not hired yet. Remember when the rumor was that Hammond was going to be another monkey and then he turned out to be a hamster. That was so disappointing. <laughs> I was very upset. I'm just holding it out
0: for for
1: the jetpack cat.
0: He would fit. Mm-hmm. So is the so Hammond who followed Winston from the moon um, was followed by the jetpack cat? Well, yeah. If it's from the moon, you're gonna travel there and back. I'm gonna somehow. I'm gonna start looking at all of the monitors and everything for jetpack cat because, as we know, or as some of you may know, um, watch point and gibraltar leaked heroes if you happen to look at the monitors in the attack spot um yeah so i mean they they patched it out but you know once it's once something's there there are people Mm -hmm. that see it yeah they They did that for
1: multiple maps though there was like the sombra stuff in in um well no no, but the
0: sombra stuff was deliberate oh that was by mistake yeah, they they actually patched it out. Like if you watch, if you go up to, for those that don't know, if you go into uh, Watchpoint Gibraltar up to the sort of, you know, command uh, window ring. room, right? The commander, there's monitors and it's like Reinhardt, Torbjorn, Mercy, and it's just a scroll on the monitors mm. of different heroes. Huh. Presuming you haven't gone up there and beaten the hell out of everything that can blow up, Naturally. because that's what we do. I can't remember what hero it was, but they essentially a hero that they had planned to release. <laughs> But was in the game. And the moment that occurred, suddenly you have people picking apart like, okay, when we're in Numbani, what are all these locations on the flight board? And when we're at King's Row and like people started looking at everything, what is it, what mistakes did they leave into the game? And I think the development team realized how much people were into this, that then they right. had the, you know, you, the ARG with Sombra and they started integrating into the game, mm-hmm. right. hiding things in That's plain cool. sight.
2: I just wanna know who's in that limo on Hollywood.
0: Bauga. <laughs> Isn't it
1: like um how you call it? Uh, Maximilian? A director? No. I think it's it's yeah, an it's a director. director.
0: Is it? But like but we, we've seen like we've seen hot cars, you know, with like Havana. Mm. Right. So anywho. And I guess Bauga we saw was it on Anubis? Um, no, we just saw like, him in the uh, like
1: comic. I know that. Uh, in a novel, even well, not the comic. Oh, yeah. yeah like see, I, short I don't
0: story. Print stuff. I don't. I don't. We saw the like other guy,
1: uh, like an evil gangster, Omnic, I want to say, in that archives event that was in Havana. I forgot his name.
0: Well, that, that was Maximilian. Maximilian
2: right. yeah. It is Halfred Glitchbot in the limo. <laughs> like
1: oh, you know should that. totally name the episode uh Helford Glitchbot <laughs> <spot>, oh. <laughs> and then nobody will understand <laughs> until they reach this point That's why right. why we named it this way.
0: Yeah, well, and if you have reached this point, congratulations, uh, we're at the end of the show. Now you know. Yeah. So on behalf of Oni and Oni Station Jordan and Sir Dr. J and myself Chris, Life for signing off with the magic words a catchphrase. Mm.